Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Neef and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Today, I'm going to give you three trust-building exercises that you can use for any kind of relationship. So three exercises that will build trust. And as we know, trust is absolutely essential, whether it's a romantic relationship, a family relationship, a work relationship, a friendship, trust is absolutely essential. And another thing about trust is we do go through periods in our life that we break people's trust and that's okay. It's okay to be a mess, but you can rebuild trust. So it doesn't mean that if you've broken someone's trust or if someone's broken your trust, that you can never rebuild that trust again. Obviously, every circumstance needs to be evaluated for what it is. So everything has to be taken into into context for that particular situation. And there may be times where you definitely do not want to trust that person again because it's an abusive relationship or something like that. But in general, in terms of a romantic, a friendship, a work, whatever, you can rebuild trust. And so here are three tips that can really help build trust in any type of relationships. And that's the three little exercises. So I'm going to actually walk you through the exercise. So the first is an active listening and sharing exercise. And here's what you do. It's the, First of all, what this exercise does is it literally focuses on improving communication um, and empathy, So which are really important for trust. So this first exercise, which is an active listening exercise, is really good for improving communication and empathy. Okay, so being able to get in someone else's shoes, really understand them and communicating back and forth. So here's what you do. Here here are the instructions. First thing is get into a quiet and comfortable place um, for conversation where you feel like people aren't going to overhear you or something. So try and get into a place where you feel private. Then you're going to take turns being the speaker and the listener. Okay, so maybe you can allocate one chair is the speaker chair, one chair is the listener chair and you swap chairs. Or it could be um, something that you you give each other. Like, for example, if you've got my brainy, you could maybe, whoever's holding brainy could be the person who's the speaker and you hand brainy to the person who's the speaker. Mind management is not just about controlling negative thinking. It's also about building good habits that boost your willpower to achieve your goals and dreams, helping you live your best life. Indeed, transforming your willpower and productivity can in turn transform tons of life habits for the better, from workouts to job performance to major life goals to a sense of peace. This is why I love taking Qualia Mind as part of my daily mind management routine. Neurohacker has combined 28 of the most researched back nootropic ingredients on earth into the ultimate brain fuel formula and and it's been changing people's lives for years now as part of their mental health toolkit. I noticed the difference in just a few days in my focus, my mood, my memory, and my willpower to get things done. And I love the formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in each ingredient's effect on supporting mental clarity. It's also backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee, so you have almost three months to try Qualia Mind at no financial risk and decide for yourself. See what the best brain fuel formula on earth can do for your mindset. Go to neurohacker.com forward slash Dr. Leaf for up to $100 off Qualia Mind. And as a listener of Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, use the code Dr. Leaf at checkout for an additional 15% off any purchase. That's neurohacker.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and use the code Dr. Leaf for an additional 15% off to experience life-changing mental performance from Qualia Mind. The link and details will be in the show notes. And then it starts with the whoever's the speaker, whoever's holding brainy, shares their personal experience thoughts, feelings, whatever it is that they want to share in terms of that relationship or in terms of what the situation is. 
and the listener actively listens without interrupting, swallowing any anger, hatred, frustration, irritation, desire to yell, just completely listens without interrupting or offering solutions. So it could be a conversation where you actually are, someone is telling you they're not, it's not a fight, someone's just telling you, you know, they're going through a hard time and they're battling and wanted to just get some perspective or something. And it's so easy when someone's doing that to jump in and interrupt them and tell them, oh, you know, do this. I had this experience and to, you know, make it about yourself. So this is where you really don't do that. Where until you have this in your hand, you don't say anything, you actively listen. And then... After the speaker finishes, the listener summarizes, finishes, the listener then summarizes what the speaker has said to show that they've actually heard what that person is saying. Okay, so they give a summary of it. So that's really important, okay? And then you switch roles and that person then responds and they then the speaker and there's the listener, you go through the same thing again. And then you may redo the exercise where the the person who was initially presenting the situation, they, they become the active, you know, they become the listener and the other person then has a chance to present their situation and then turn-taking takes place with the listen and response situation. That's really good to practice, especially if you if you find that you don't listen very well or you've got a partner or someone who doesn't listen very well or there's something contentious. And the shifting chairs works like a bomb, okay. Then... This, I mean, this exercise really does encourage openness because pre people feel safe to be able to talk without being yelled at. And also when you've listened long enough and you've summarized back what that person has said, you know, you've, you've calmed down your networks and you're not so, you know, feeling so worked up and, and aggravated. You'll be calmer, especially the reflecting back because you've got to listen deeply to reflect back. So it requires, you know, it, it encourages openness. Um, it uh, encourages vulnerability. Um, and it deepens understanding between individuals. So it's a really beautiful exercise for, for achieving those goals. And that then can lead to increased trust and connection. Okay, then the next exercise you can try is collaborative problem solving. And that's working together to solve a challenge that can strengthen trust and cooperation within a relationship. So that could be something that maybe there's a family crisis and you've got to all come together to solve it and you've got to collaborate. Or it could be something at work, a project or a problem. It could be maybe with your at a school with your children's teacher or between children, between siblings. I mean, this is any relationship, okay? So collaborative problem solving. So that's problem solving together. And so here's here's how you do this. You identify the challenge or the problem that requires the joint effort to resolve. And your identification could involve verbalizing it or maybe writing it onto a whiteboard or writing it into onto a big piece of paper or writing it into a journal, however. So it's verbalized and it's written and you all agree on what the problem issue is. So it's agreed upon. It might even be over text that you that you decide on that. Then the next thing is you brainstorm potential solutions together, encouraging all participants to contribute. I used to do a lot of work in corporates helping with problem solving situations and we would get a big piece of, a big table like I'm sitting at now and you put a giant piece of paper on the table and uh, as they were, as each person was speaking in this way, so that the problem that we identified, we'd write bang in the middle in a big circle and then um, as each person spoke, then 
um, we would I would draw a line out, put the person's name, and then the things that they were saying, I would no, note down in a simple, in just short, in, into a metacog form online. So it's creating a metacog, a big one on the table. And then as each person went round, so at the end of the, the conversation, there was this big piece of paper with everyone's point of view. And then we could use the head. Um, sharpies and we could then draw connections between the different um, ideas and concepts and say this person that and this there and that's actually the same thing as this because very often people would be saying the same thing especially in a work environment and be getting frustrated because they weren't really listening and collaborating meanwhile they were both had a great idea and because they said it in different ways and weren't really listening they didn't see um, the idea that was a, an expansion expansion of each other's idea and therefore the collaboration wasn't there. So by doing this, it created a collaborative environment. So that's brainstorming together. And then you evaluate the pros and cons of each solution. So each person's solution. And you look at each one and you evaluate and you draw the comparisons and things, draw the lines and arrows between them. That this is work, maybe we could do a bit of this one, a bit of that one. Yes, you're saying the same thing as that person and whatever. And you can create a whole... Um, patterned network of collaborative ideas as you evaluate the pros and cons and then you choose the solution collectively and then you set the plan for implementing it. So this exercise fosters teamwork, it demonstrates commitment, it showcases each person's willingness to work together and contribute for a common goal and enhances trust and cooperation. And the deliberate intentional steps that are involved calm down the psychoneurobiological network and enable each person to draw on their deep intelligence. It's a great exercise. And the third one for building trust is appreciation and gratitude sharing. Expressing appreciation and gratitude is always a good thing to do. It's always good to say thank you for doing that. Thank I still 35 years, 37 years of knowing my husband. I will still say thank you for just this morning we were talking about something in the business. And I said to him, you know, thanks for sharing that with me. And sorry that I didn't fully understand the extent of what you were doing. And maybe it was kind of a bit hard on you about some things. And thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, thank you for bringing me breakfast. I mean, it's just thank you to my kids for, you know, just bringing me a cup of coffee or working, my kids will work with me, just thanking them for, you know, just the great work that they do. These are just really important things. So we all know that it does great stuff for the brain and the body. I mean, it literally shifts your networks in the right direction. It also reinforces the bond between individuals. So we're talking about not just general thankfulness and gratitude, we're talking about to a person to strengthen the bonds. So if you have a bit of a tenuous relationship with someone, you know, to look for something in them that you want to thank them for and be grateful for is a really wonderful way of rebuilding a bridge so that you can work out the deeper, work on solving the deeper communication issues. Because when you're thanking someone for something, you're acknowledging something about the deepness of who they are and validating that. And that's really great for opening doors for trust. Don't you love that feeling when you're in the zone, on a roll, and going above and beyond everything you wanted to get done in your day? With all the research projects, travel, and events I have on my schedule right now, sometimes I find it hard to keep up with what I need to do daily, which is why I'm so happy I discovered my new secret weapon, Cognitive Switch. It's a newly launched ketone ester drink developed by scientists at the health aging company Juvenescence. Its formula gives your body the building blocks to create its own ketones, which are an efficient fuel for your brain that give you a boost in focus, concentration, and even sustained energy without the crash. 
I love using Cognitive Switch because it helps me get into the zone easier, helps me feel my best and sharpest, helps me power through the afternoon and in a way that supports my brain health. It comes in two forms, a drink that tastes like a delicious tropical yogurt and an unflavored powder that I love to mix into my morning coffee as a coffee creamer substitute. I like to add it to my coffee because it creates this instant latte-like consistency and tastes so good. Here's the exciting part. Cognitive Switch just launched and for a limited time, our listeners can enjoy a special offer of 20% off. Visit juvelabs.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's J-U-V-L-A-B-S.com forward slash Dr. Leaf to get 20% off your order. Don't miss out on this opportunity to start your journey towards enhanced mental performance. The link and details will be in the show notes. So expressing appreciation and gratitude helps foster positive feelings and reinforces the bond between individuals. So here's the little exercise. Set, set aside time to sit down with a person you want to build trust with. So don't do this in a rush. Set aside time that you want to build um, with the person that you want to build trust with. Take turns sharing specific things you appreciate about each other. Take turns. As one talks, the other one listens, and then you swap around and you take turns sharing what you appreciate about each other or moments when the person's actions made a positive impact on you. So maybe someone did something that really just made you feel so amazing. Share that. So it's a sharing time of words that they've said or things that they've done that have impacted you. Be sincere and specific in your expressions of gratitude. So if you know this is going to happen and you and you can't think of something on the spot or you're not good about thinking about things up on the spot, just you know make a few notes so that you go into this prepared. And there's always something that you can appreciate about someone, especially someone that you desire to improve the, the trust bond with. So remember that building trust does take time and consistent effort. It's not something that's you know, going to happen immediately. As you know, to build a habit takes, if you've listened to my podcast and read any of my work, you know that building a habit takes a minimum of 63 days. So to rebuild trust with someone or to build new trust with someone is not going to happen in less than around about nine weeks. So you may have to do this exercise once or twice or three or four times in that time period with different things and then to keep thinking about the results of those. And and over time, you can then build that relation, that that trust into relationship. So this is a lifestyle of, of doing these things. So these exercises are these three exercises and these these three, let me read them again, active listening and sharing collaborative problem solving, and appreciation and gratitude sharing. These three exercises are going to um, basically designed to facilitate connection and communication and understanding, which are essential foundations for trust, okay? So adapt these exercises based on what you need and what you need in your life and your situations, and just watch the changes in your mental health and the mental health um, with that of that other person and the trust between you. And don't forget, if you haven't yet got my Brainy Bundle, is my little Brainy and the coloring book. And these are available at drleaf.com for a discount. And they work with the how to help your child clean up their mental mess and helping your child to manage their mental health. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to next time.